The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Throughout history, dreamers have opened the door for positive change that reshapes the world. Our dreams and stories can also attract individual prosperity and success. Join creative artist Valerie June, Aisha Ophelia, Jacqueline Suskin, and Sarah Walco for The Power of Radical Imagination, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Ignite your radical imagination and cultivate positive change. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. Messages of Hope with Suzanne Giesman. Listen, they're all around you, close as a thought or a memory. Messages of Hope. Hello, everybody. We've been watching your comments as you've been coming in in anticipation of our program today. And I we see that Harold says this is the highlight of his week. Well, we aim to make it so. I want to bring in my wonderful friends and assistants, Bev Garlip, Lynette Setzkorn. Somebody told us they call us Sanaya's Angels. <laughs> Sanaya are the guides who work with me, who guide me in all that I do. And uh, if we're their angels, that's that's quite the honor. So I want to give a shout out, my girls don't even know about this, to a wonderful woman named Sherry White, who sent me a gift unexpectedly. She makes candles from beeswax, and she just thought of me with this one because it has a message on the top that says, take time to make your soul happy. And that's what our team tries to do for ourselves and for everybody else. And she sure did that for me, and I hope that everybody's inspired to do that. This has a an amazing sense of scent of frankincense and myrrh. But Sherry taught me the coolest thing about candles. She says it's her mission to tell everybody that you have to burn them right. How many of you have candles that are burned and they burn down in this little tunnel down through the middle of the candle? Yeah, Lynette knows what that's like. I have a bunch of them that way. That's because she says wax has memory. So the first time you burn it, it creates a little hole. And if you stop, it will always only burn to that width. So what you have to do the first time you have a candle, this is great trivia. You, you didn't know you were going to get this lesson. Mm -hmm. today. The first time you burn a candle, you burn it for the number of hours it is wide in inches. So this one's about three and a half inches wide. So the first time I burn it, I'll burn it for three and a half hours and it will burn all the way to the edge and from then on it will burn all the wax so the tin is empty and then it becomes a knickknack holder how about that that's crazy who knew this who knew this? <laughs> that's amazing so i'm walking around looking at my candles like that one i have to burn one hour the first time no more little funnels wow. so right off the bat very earthly advice <laughs> thank you so what we're going to do today for all of you who are joining us live, this is September 15th, 2022. If you're not watching it on September 15th at 4 o'clock Eastern time, you're actually watching a pre-recorded show. So don't call in. But if you are watching live, let me pull up the phone number here. 
There we go. You can call in this number during the show, but only when I ask you to call because last time we did this, I had 75 voicemails on my phone afterwards and we only got to a few calls. But uh, what we're going to do is Bev will ask a question and then Lynette will ask a question from those that people have submitted in my classes, in my webinars that we never got to. Then I'll take a caller. So I'll let you know when it's time to call. All right. Hopefully you wrote that number down because I'm not going to flash it too many times or again, I get overloaded. So Bev, how about you firing off the first question? And by the way, everybody, I don't know what the questions are. And I will check in with my guide, Sanaya, every time to make sure the answer is up to date and coming from the higher realms. So let's do it. Okay. A question from Arla. When Sanaya or you say you are so very loved, who is loving us and how do we feel that? Oh, wow. What a great question. The guides end all of my daily messages with you are so very loved. Now, Bev, what was the second part? Who is it that's loving us? And what was the second part? And how do we feel that? Oh, how do we feel that love? Okay, let me ask the guides because, oh, <laughs> they say, the universe is loving you, which is another word for God, source, the cosmos, your source, your own higher self. And they add, and all of us who know we are all sharing this same source. So really it's all awakened people realizing that we're part of one divinity, one divine source. And to come to know that this source rests within you right now, is the greatest realization you can come to. So how do you feel that? Well, I know that my beautiful friends here, we all have felt this love by sitting quietly for at least one minute a day. Or how about three minutes a day doing my meditation that we call the Sip of the Divine. Go on YouTube and look up Suzanne Giesman's Sip of the Divine. And that stands for sit in peace, but it might as well stand for sit in the presence of the divine. I'd love to hear Lynette and Bev's take on how do you feel that love? You know, I, I think it's all of those times when, you know, we're, we're looking at something in nature or, or a beautiful painting and, and you just get that feeling that um, it doesn't get any better than this, you know, um, and, and that you're being hugged by the universe. Um, sometimes I actually get goosebumps and no, you know, that's, I love that. That's that, that, you know, being in nature is just takes us to our natural state and you, you're not dependent on somebody to tell you that. How about you, Lynette? Like Bev said, I mean, I feel that welling up of just like, I don't know, gratitude, love, that overwhelming sensation in nature. But I think when I notice that it's specifically love is when I, see someone or something that just I can just feel it radiating out from me and it's like the universe flowing through I don't know how to describe it but um it is something that that I have been aware of not all the time obviously because I'm a human and I live in this world <laughs> and then that's such an important point that, that I want to make for everybody is that the three of us don't have perfect lives and and we, we interact with other humans who don't realize who we are as divine, magnificent expressions of this one source. 
but we've come to know this through our trials, through interacting with sleepy people, as I call them. So this is possible for all of us because we all share this same light. So beautiful question. And what a great way to start off yeah. the program. Lynette, question well, from the community? I, I hate to follow that beautiful one with this. I knew you were going to do that. I knew you were going to follow it with something that would take a crashing down. Okay, that's, go. That's my job to provide balance. <laughs> to provide balance. Great. Yes. But but this is so important because so many people have this question, and I know that I've resolved this for myself. And, and And if you can help people along by getting this answered, our souls are guiltless. So where is the judgment and the justice for the human perpetrators of unspeakably cruel acts after they die? Surely people who commit vile acts cannot just get away with them after they leave this earth. We want them punished. That was my addition. <laughs> oh, I just had this conversation and I've been trying to get my human side out of it all day because it knocked me so off balance, this conversation. And the reason I'm off balance is because it was such an earthly conversation. My friends, your task is to realize you're not only human. So what does that mean? There is a greater part of you that is part of this one connected field of love. Love is lack of separation. When you read the studies of people who have crossed the veil, died and come back to talk about it, near-death experiences, the vast majority of them report reviewing their lives and seeing every single decision they made, every act they had, and feeling the effect of that on the other person from their point of view. They no longer feel it from within the story. So people can perpetrate evil acts and feel no remorse, no guilt. But you get to the other side, you are so surrounded by this unconditional love. And then you see how you did something that caused the complete opposite of that to someone else and you feel it. That is a judgment that nobody should call on themselves, but we're the only ones who judge us across the veil. We're met by loving helpers who do their best to let us know how we could have made better choices when we're here. It's a whole different reality than the human reality. What it requires is no longer viewing the world through the human story. And how do you do that when all you know is the story? Again, it goes back to going into the silence and asking that most important question you can ask, who am I? You will begin to get answers that take you outside this box. I'm looking at my face and it's inside this screen right here. And as long as you are stuck in a box and thinking there's only this human reality, you are going to be seeking justice, seeking revenge, even enjoying the feeling of righteousness. But I guarantee you, you cross the veil and touch your own divinity and you will realize we are all equals at the soul level and you will want nothing more than for others to come to know the love they are, not through punishment, but by loving them. So I'm not going to get into a big, long discussion of right and wrong and evil versus good. I'm only going to encourage you to ask that question, who am I? 
And when you're ready to give up that feeling that it feels good to want justice and revenge, spirit will bend over backwards to show you through the experience of it who you are, and it will bring you to your knees. Wow. Okay. Something, Miss Lynette? Well, I was just going to say that spectacular answer is the reason why I was supposed to ask that question. Well, beautiful. Thank you. You're welcome. The hardest part is being around people who don't understand this and holding that awareness of who we are and not getting caught up in the story and lowering our vibration to the same. It's, it's a challenge and it takes training. And I challenge all of you to practice that. Beautiful. Okay. So I'll take a call now. We'll just give it a second and wait for the phone to ring. You won't hear it ring, but I'll see it. I used to have this backdrop with a studio in the background and it was dark and, oh, there we go. Philadelphia PA is the one who made it through. I wonder if this is somebody we've talked to in the past. Welcome to the show from Philly. You're on the air live. Hi, Hi Suzanne. Thank hey. you for taking my call. You're welcome. What's your first name? My name is Kathy. Hi, Kathy. Well, great. What would you like to ask today? I got goosebumps for some reason. <laughs> well, I have a, a question for you. Um, right. I have been clairvoyant and clairaudient since I was five. Um, and I'm certainly not the only one. I'd like to ask you and your guides, what do we do with that? I mean, I've lived with that my whole life. And a lot of times it is something that is a warning of a death. Mm. Right. Um, a loss of a job. It's never anything good. And I've wondered, ah, okay. what, what, what do I do with this? And why do I have this? All right. I was about to answer and I just got this snag from my guide. So you're not linking into us. So let's get this a joint answer here. Okay. Okay. They said, celebrate this gift that you have. And it is a gift that anyone can develop, but what's missing from the equation here, Kathy, is your awareness that this gift is a result of your ongoing connection with a team with a capital T across the veil, a non-physical team. So this is not just something that's present and here it is, what do you do with it? This is something that you can open up and develop with their help. So because you're already clairvoyant, clairaudient, now set the intention to connect with helpful, loving beings who will help you open this up beyond just warnings, but to things that are helpful and can be in service, whether helpful or a warn, well, warnings are helpful, whether a seemingly negative thing or a positive thing. So I would work on a daily basis by going into the silence and asking who will help me with this and how can I serve others with this? And then ask them point blank, make the request, let this not just be moments when it's something scary to me. I want to see this as a blessing and guide me to know the best way to approach people with this from my heart so that it doesn't scare them. You see how right away now you're working as a team. You're not alone. You don't have to wonder how to work with it and you'll start to get insights. You may not hear it perfectly as answers, but you'll just know. And because you ask for it to happen more often when it's of service, also positive things, 
you'll start to see how helpful it is. It'll feel joyous and it'll become a way of life. Great. And I have a, a follow-up question for you. Okay. Um, the clairaudient part, I've actually heard a male voice call my name. How do I know who that is? Again, see, you get, get in the habit of realizing this is a real being who is really here calling out to you. And we just use the word engage them. You have the experience that starts with an E. Now engage them by saying, who is this? And once you ask it, just make your mind blank, no expectations, no assumptions, listen and feel and whatever you sense, continue engaging. Well, I'm sensing you're a guide. If you're a guide, give me a sign for yes or no. What sign are you going to show me? So you just start a conversation and continue it. All right. Great. Thank okay. you, Suzanne. You're welcome, Kathy. Thanks for calling. Thank you. I love that question. It's the kind of question that we want from everybody because the answer applied to all of you. It applies to everybody. We all have this ability. And if somebody is giving you messages that you know need to be heated, work with them. Cool. Good stuff. Beth, how about a question that's turned in? And you can also take questions from the comments box that for people who are live with us now on Facebook or YouTube. Okay, I have a question from Chris. Oh, hang on when? a second, Bev. Hang on. Okay. All right, I have a caller from South Africa who's been calling, and I want to take them now, if you don't mind, because they called twice before the show. Did I hang up on them? <laughs> I hung up on them. <laughs> okay, my South African caller. Call back, because I can't call you. I didn't mean to hang up on you. There it is. Okay. I'm accepting the call. Okay, good. So hello in South Africa. You're on the air. Hello, go ahead. Hi, I'm listening. Hello. Yes, and you're on the show. Do you have a question today? Yes, I have a question. Um, we're speaking now. Before you I can barely hear you. Please speak up and say your question clearly. Oh, I'm Suzanne. It's Benedict. How are you? I'm doing fine. What's your question today? <laughs> I'm full of goosebumps. So my question today is, and I just wanted to meet you from my side as a police official. Um, why do we, we are asking for evidence. And my question the whole time is, I was before when my son died, um, I was pulled into this and I was or communicating with my son. Um, and the thing is, you're going back to your military life, um, referring to that, and you know, I'm just sitting and saying, we want evidence, and um, I'm a police official, so how do I, um, I don't know how to say, how can I live more spiritual in my way of life to communicate better with my son? Okay. Okay. I'll try to do my best to to share what I understood you to say because there is a bit of a, a difficult line and also a little bit of the accent challenge there. What I understood is that you have a. Yes, I know. You're in South Africa. So you have a son who passed, and you know that I asked for evidence when I work. And you're looking, how do you think 
can become more spiritual in your life to connect more clearly with your son. So let me just answer that. Because of my military background, I like to ask those across the veil to give me information about them that I couldn't possibly know. And I just finished writing about this, in fact, that those across the veil do not mind at all. Everybody listening, this applies to you. They don't mind at all when you ask them to validate their presence. They will tell you things that you couldn't know, even if it's your own loved one. You can tell them, ask them, tell me something going on in somebody else's life, like your, your father's life or your brother or your sister's life that I don't know because I want to trust this connection. Or tell me some information that I don't know and I can validate perhaps on the internet or some other kind of factual information. So that's why evidence is helpful. It gets us past the I'm making this up mindset. But how can you become more spiritual to connect with your son? We are all spiritual. Spiritual simply means that we come, we become aware of who we are and we start to live in alignment with, with being the very presence of love. Every one of us is an expression of this divine source of knowing and being. We're just these little lenses through which God sees the world, experiences the world. So how do you become a more clear vessel to communicate with loved ones who have passed is imitate, model your greatest ideal of what a loving source would do. That's it. In everything you do, clear out any shadows within yourself, any fears, any doubts, and just come from that place. Also have a practice of quieting the random thoughts that are always popping up in your head. How do you do that? Do my sip of the divine meditation every day for three minutes to create space, to notice how these thoughts bubble up and just let them pass instead of wandering to the past and the future. So this is just basic personal mediumship, but go on my website down at the bottom is a little book called, where do I begin? Begin there with all of the resources on there, the majority of them free resources to learn how anybody can connect with their loved ones. So thank you for calling in and I know with that big heart, you'll be able to connect with them. Yes, ma'am. Go ahead. Thank you. I just want to confirm about your sick. Um, I, watch, I, I do the tip of the divine, and I do the business since I found your site. And I just want to confirm, this afternoon, the whole time, I was in the tip of the divine and in the business. And um, it's the first time I did speak to you on a telephone call. And, um, yes, I did ask all the angels who are unemployed to accept you for call to you tonight. So this is just a big confirmation for what you are doing. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. I would take it as a really nice sign from spirit that, you know, you got through, you got through, you got through, and as a nice validation that you will get through to your loved one, okay, to your son. Thank you for calling. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye. Throughout history, dreamers have opened the door for positive change that reshapes the world. Our dreams and stories can also attract individual prosperity and success. Join creative artist Valerie June, Aisha Ophelia, 
Jacqueline Suskin, and Sarah Walco for The Power of Radical Imagination, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Ignite your radical imagination and cultivate positive change. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. Now, it's very important that I say to everyone that if you don't get through to me today when you call, it doesn't mean you're not going to connect with your loved ones. It's so funny. I can hear how the human brain works, can't you, girls? It's like, well, she said this to that person and this to that person. Every person is unique, and we just honor that. Okay. So, Bev, your question. Okay. A question from Chris. When is the ego created? It seems bound to the human story. Is it purely a body thing or is it also part of the soul? Ego. I love the definition. I think the first time I heard it was from Wayne Dyer, but he probably heard it from somebody else. Edging God out, right? It's that part of us that gets so focused on our human story that we don't pay attention to the greater aspect of ourselves, source, the force, this awareness that that breathes us. So let me ask the guides, because once again, I was just about to answer this on myself, and they say you heard correctly. It begins the minute you start accumulating a story of you. When you as a little child start, oh, right, (laughs) we call it the terrible twos. When you understand the concept of me and I, separation. So look at a little baby. I can't even imagine ego in a six-month-old, right? Because they just feel they're part of everything. Everybody loves babies. Why? Because they smile at you. You feel that connection through their eyes. They know only connection. So ego begins the moment any human being begins to believe and act on the separation. Good question. Lynette? I love this question. (laughs) Where'd it go? (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) You're fired. (laughs) I got it. (laughs) Okay. If If there's no one across the veil to receive your pet, who greets them and helps them? And that is from Leslie. And then there's an adjunct from Lynette. Do our pets have guides and angels too? Okay. The guides say that spirit in the form of guides serve all creatures by surrounding them with love. They're showing me that our, oh, so strong. Our pets don't need to be greeted by anyone because they stay in awareness of us at our sides. Wow, that's a new answer. However, comma, they're showing me just like this, they're showing me a what? They're showing me a split screen because just like all souls, that you you can have divided awareness once you get out of the box we're here, and they're aware of being with us, and they're aware of other loved ones from the family they were with here across the veil. So let's see, for example. You had a, Lynette, you ha- I have a caller on the line. Just hang on the line. I'll get to you. I had, um, you had a dog named Bill, right? That belonged to your husband, Mike. 
who passed. So what I'm being shown is split screen. Bill at the same time would feel like he's still with you, but would be greeted by Mike. Okay. Very cool, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Thank you. When I hear these explanations, sometimes I think, is this just too good to be true? Do, do we think these things up in our mind because this is what we want to be so? And the guides are saying, trust us. Love is built into every equation. Oh, it's just, you can trust that this is so. So I guess we'll all find out at one point or another when we cross. Yeah, Bev D, can you re um, remember how people find that video of me of, or whatever it is where I discussed how I had the shared crossing with my pets who passed? Is it on YouTube? We, we have several about pets on YouTube. Um, in fact, I, I was just collecting them. Um, so even if somebody gets on your YouTube channel and, and searches with a keyword pets, um, they'll bring up several videos. Okay, great. All right, so I have a caller from Minneapolis, I think has called multiple times. So I grabbed you in the middle of answering that last one so that we wouldn't lose you again. Welcome to the show. Oh my gosh, thank you. <laughs> I always love that moment when it's like, we've all we've all kind of fantasized about that moment where I actually got through. Yeah. I know. <laughs> what is your my first name? My heart beating out of my chest. Um, my name is Janine. Janine, okay. <laughs> well, welcome. How can we help you today? Thank you. Um, so Suzanne, um, I felt for a very long time that there's more of this life than what we see. Uh, but I didn't begin searching for those answers until my dog, my beloved soul dog, died five weeks ago. And just talking so that about that. Yeah. Yeah, that led me to your YouTube videos um, and then your website. And I started using um, your meditation, all your free gifts, and they've been amazing. And I've been trying to connect with my dog, uh -huh. um, which I haven't been able to do yet. But um, the meditating and the sitting in silence has brought forth really profoundly painful feelings of guilt and remorse. Um, I used to be a very selfish person and I used to be very harsh um, and with words and actions towards people that I loved. Um, so I end up just crying, sitting in the silence and crying. Um, just spent a lot of years of my life just discarding people and pets when things got too stressful for me. Um, I hadn't forgotten about those memories, but had simply don't put them in a box, so to speak, because it was just so painful for me to examine them. Uh, so my question now is this, um, how do I forgive myself for things I've done in the past and okay. just overcome these very deeply rooted feelings that I have on um, the guilt, the regret, I get and it. also yeah. just feeling, I, I feel like I deserve all this pain that ah, I'm feeling okay. from this. All right. There, you did it. You beat yourself I up. Did. You, you beat yourself uh -huh. up and you have just punished yourself way more than anybody in the spirit world will do. Right now you can start celebrating that your dog's passing brought you to this point. This huge awareness of how you acted in the past when you were not aware. Well, perhaps you were at the time, but now you know there's a better way. So Every human learns by trial and error. We learn from our mistakes. Not, and then we learn to make choices and we grow from those choices. 
I would see your dog's passing as this amazing gift because in sitting in the silence, suddenly you can no longer ignore what's coming up. And this is the thing most people don't realize. It comes up for a reason to be released, not to beat you up, but to say, here it is. You felt this. It feels lousy. Let's just release it. And that's all it takes. I heard the greatest definition of forgiveness. It's cutting the cord that holds you prisoner, right? And usually yes. that's to someone else. You have to forgive someone else. But you are holding yourself prisoner if you keep beating, your up from, beating yourself up from some human concept that you have to do that forever. It takes one moment of awareness. I made a mistake and I don't ever want to feel this way again. I forgive give myself for not realizing I am love in expression. That's it. And now ask the angels to flood you with their unconditional love and ask that they help you to give that same love to yourself. It only takes a moment. And then you ask for awareness of when your thoughts take you back to that point of self-punishment and show you what a waste of time that is. And then now, right now, set the intention that the same energy you've been giving to beating yourself up, you give into sharing your love with the world. All that love that you didn't give in the past is just waiting to be expressed with everyone. So I'd love you to do it in honor of your pet, right? All that unconditional Thank love you. they gave you, you just see every single interaction with any other person as an opportunity to share love, not to not to make up for something, but to move forward in a whole new way. Okay. Okay. Thank right. you. And, thank you and so much. Your angels will help you. If you beat yourself up, smile at your human side and say, enough of that. I set it aside and step into my new way of being. Okay. Yes. Right before, um, right before you started um, your show today, um, I was meditating and I just heard, Go to a place of love, send love to them, um, ask them to forgive you, be better, be love. That's now, what was going through my head. Ooh, and I don't know if that was <laughs> me or my guides. I mean, I asked my guides for help. Yeah. Um, it's been a crash course, Suzanne crash course this past five weeks. So Absolutely. Uh, Once you I get on like this path, and what is it we say, girls? Buckle your seatbelt, right? <laughs> yeah. And clearly you're connecting to higher guidance. So just keep doing what you're doing and become aware of your thoughts. And just, again, you just smile at yourself and just let it go. Smile with Thank awareness, you. with knowingness. Oh, there goes my human side again. All right. All Thank right. you, Thank so, you for so the question. Suzanne. You're welcome. It's a question that applies to everybody. I feel we've all been there. These feelings of remorse. Anybody want to add anything, Bev Lynette? Yeah, we, we've all been there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's such a joy to no longer be there. It's possible for anybody. It just takes awareness. And again, separating the aspects of you, the story, that's ego, and the soul that it's just love. It's always right here. You don't have to earn it. It's part of us. Yeah. Very nice. Okay. Are we back to you, Beth? I, I think so. Okay. Um, I'm lumping um, probably about three questions together, some from YouTube and one here. Are tools like tarot cards or pendulums or crystals, do they work? 
do they have a frequency? Do they help us? Yeah, tools are, are excellent adjuncts to a practice of connecting with higher consciousness. And I say adjuncts because I would encourage everybody not to use them as your main source or way or method of tapping into higher guidance. They're wonderful to validate. Use them as a, a fun way to test your intuition, but go for that direct connection. And that comes from the heart. Look how our previous caller, Janine, got a great message that most people might say, oh, maybe I just made that up. You'll get to the point where you know, wait, I wouldn't have thought of that. I really am connected to higher guidance. Now, if you want to just play a little game and say, hey, what do you want me to do now? Oh, pull a card from my tarot deck. You can pull it out and see how relevant it is to whatever message you receive directly. Same with a, well, a, a pendulum really just taps into what it, your higher consciousness most of the time. <laughs> Lynette had a bad experience with pendulums. We're not going to get into this now, but she won't even touch them because we really need to be that clear vessel before we use tools like this because your own fears and doubts can get in the way. So that's why learn to trust your own heart, your own intuition. Uh, I just pulled the tarot card yesterday because my deck lying beside my meditation chair snagged me. And I heard it will validate the lesson we just gave you. And it was so cool. It was absolutely perfect. And I just do that for fun, not because I needed to. So thanks for that question, Beth. Okay. All right. Lynette, do you have a written question? I have a written question. But <laughs> this is from uh, Facebook from Willow. I can't seem to learn or hear. I feel that I'm lazy, but I can't seem to make good habits. I feel so good in nature, but I always seem to stay inside. I want to be thin, but then I eat. I love so many things, and yet I do the opposite. Why is that? We're going to make this a very short answer. You, you are very clearly focusing on the negative. Let's start focusing on the gratitude and what is working and just take it from there. Because that was a whole litany of where you're in your own view, not doing things right. The effort is there. The intention is there. So let's set aside all expectations. Everybody listening, ask the question, what am I to do next? And just flow with what feels right to you, knowing that that answer is coming from higher consciousness. So it won't feel good to just sit on the couch. How can I best feel gratitude? And you're just going to feel like these hands pushing you off the couch to go outside for a walk because you're being guided once you stop beating yourself up. So just focus on the positive, find the positive, feel the gratitude, and be guided moment by moment. Yay. Nice. Yay, indeed. Okay. I was just thinking the other day how I still go, yay. Did you all know there's a difference in clapping, right? So we go to the theater. How do we clap? Show me, Lynette and Bev. You clap like that at the theater, Lynette? I do. Well, no, not, not fast. That's it. It's like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's Bev. I can remember going to shows with Bev there, the Performance Arts Center in Florida where we live. And you clap like this. But when we're excited, it's like Lynette did, right? <laughs> yes. And I'm telling you every day I have yay moments from spirit. And it's my 
my greatest intention that all of you through using these tools and the awareness that you are a soul here and now will come to yay moments, right? <laughs> I know a lot of you listening are going through challenges. We all do. Many of you trying to pull yourself out of grief. If you feel angry at our joy, if you feel, you know, why can't I have that? That's part of the grief. Just recognize that and then ask your guides, help me find my way back to joy. It's right here. It's just covered up right now with that pain, but it's here. And if our if our energy, because we've been there, helps you in any way, that's our goal. So we don't want to hide our light. We want to help you find yours. All right. I'm, oh, just missed a call. There's one. There we go. And I think you've tried several times. You are my caller from Albany, New York. If you can silence your... Uh, whatever instrument you're using to listen to the show, it's echoing here, but welcome to the show. There we go. And I think you've tried several Hello? Yes, you're on the air. Please turn down your speakers. Okay, because I can hear the lag and ask your question. But first, tell me your name. Okay, I'm Beth. Beth, can you silence your speakers? Because I can hear myself in the background. Okay. It's very distracting. Okay. Okay. There we go. Yay. <laughs> All right, Beth, welcome um, to the show. You got a lot of people listening. Don't be nervous. <laughs> okay. Um, so I've uh, meditated at a spiritual practice for probably like 45 years and taken two of your mediumship classes. So um, trying to connect with my son who passed three and a half years ago still having great difficulty and wondered is there any time when a spirit on the other side just for whatever reason will not communicate are there reasons why they may just mute themselves oh my guys just twitched my lip on that one because i didn't want to say the answer but yes there are when part of our path is to have certain experiences still here. And I know this from personal experience because I'm a medium. I enjoy a beautiful connection with others, loved ones, but I don't hear from my own mother very often. I hear from my stepdaughter, my friend Brenda. And I was saying, why don't I hear from my mom? And I was told because she's, you know, you, you're supposed to learn certain things about your relationship with your mother before you connect with her. Now that's my answer. That is not necessarily your answer, Beth. Okay. Right, so it right. could be you're still clearing out things in your field that might be blocking you. Right. I'm hearing that is yeah. I'm hearing what is not the case with you. It is not the case that your son doesn't want to communicate with you. So I checked directly on that one. So I answered your question directly. It is possible, but the guides are saying it is not the case. Continue with all due diligence, your efforts, the guides say. Will do. Will do. Okay. When I asked Sanaya in meditation this morning, if he might, uh, if possible, got through to you, that he might say something. So, or they might. <laughs> so I I'm supposed to down. talk about the time when I mentioned the French class to somebody. There's something about French, French language I'm supposed to mention. I have no idea why that popped up. And that's why I'm saying it when you don't realize why something's coming up. And I'm also seeing drumming, like drum major or something with a band. Let me just get a couple more things here. He's making clicking sounds. 
like that or something funny used to do with this map. So I'm just going to ask you to sit with those things. And if they make sense, you can. He had Tourette's syndrome. Huh. So some funny, unusual things would come out of his mouth at unexpected times. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, the guides absolutely say to tell you that even though he may have had communication issues here, don't count that across the veil because those would have disappeared once he no longer has the body. So he will be yeah. able to communicate with you just fine. So you just keep working on that connection. Don't see it as work. Just look for the gifts in every day's practice. Okay. Yes. Thank All you. Right. You're Thank welcome. You so much. Take care. Yeah. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. Wow. Time is flying. Oh, Thank you all for joining us. We have a big crowd, lots of people. I have a wonderful guest coming up on the 20th of September, Michael Sandler. He and I have really great energy when we get together. And then the wonderful medium from the UK, Gordon Smith, is coming up in early October. If you want to be notified about uh, future podcasts, go to my website, SuzanneGeesman.com. And we will send you a special email if you sign up to be notified. Go to the podcast page. We'll send you an email two days before every podcast so you won't miss an episode live. Uh, highlights of coming events like my monthly connection webinar. Next one is October 4th. Oh, my gosh. Do I have good stuff to share with you? <laughs> uh, uh, some stuff. Yesterday, Lynette was privy to this. The most amazing sign from spirit that made me gasp. And my husband got a little irritated with me because he thought something bad had happened. And I said, no, it's good. It's good. And uh, so I'll share that in the October monthly connection, like I do every month. Great evidence that we are all connected. All right, Bev, how about another question? Okay. I had this one on the list from a couple people. And as soon as we talked about tools, it popped up on, on the chat. So I'm going to ask, what does Sanaya or spirits say about the Ouija board? Is it dangerous to play with the Ouija boards? Oh, it's so funny because my human side has heard stories about they'll take over you and it's you can get evil spirits jump in on it. And, and then I've been in on sessions where people use it to really good use. To, to channel beautiful messages. So those are my two human experiences. Let's see what Sonia has to say. Ah, ah, they say it's like anything here. If you go into something with fear, you will attract to you that energy. So if you have anybody in your group who has once heard that this could be invite evil spirits, you may attract thought forms that say, hey, let's have a little fun with this person. And that might not be a pleasant experience. So that's why you have the different experiences. Uh, uh, and the spirit is absolutely advising, trust your own heart, learn to discern messages that come directly through you rather than a board. Oh, they're also showing me when you work with different people, you're going to be dealing with all these different people's energy and their own filters, their own consciousness. Whereas you know what your story is, you know what your own filters are, the own stuff you need to get out of the way. Work with your own team in spirit and say, help me to be the clearest possible vessel. Show me what I need to get out of the way. And please, in the meantime, deliver to me the clearest possible messages that will help me in my journey. 
That's where the sip of the divine practice is so helpful because you ask one question each time. What is it I need to know now is a really great question. You can change it up, change it up anytime. But what is it I need to know right now? And then in that moment where you still your mind and listen, that is the training ground for receiving a clear answer because you're willing to not know something in that moment. And that's the mind you need to hear spirit. They call it empty cup, right? If you already know everything and I don't believe what anybody's going to tell me, there's no room for new guidance. So in trusting that you're going to hear something from a benevolent, helpful being, when you ask, what is it I need to know now? Silence. Boom. There's the answer. Act on it if it's helpful in healing. That's a long answer. <laughs> Lynette, how about one from you? Yes. Oh, I love this one. Are angels souls with a particularly high vibration? Are souls chosen to become angels? And then... Uh, too much. Yeah. You know, I can't handle more than two. <laughs> okay. So it's, I'm trying to juggle the technical putting who's on the screen, talking to the guides, watching my phone, and she's giving me three questions at once. Okay. Are angels beings of a higher vibration? Is that the question? Have a particularly high vibration, and are they chosen to become angels? Okay. Are souls chosen to become angels? Okay. Are angels... Absolutely, they're beings of a particularly high vibration, and once you connect with them, you'll know it, you'll feel it. Ask them let me feel you. And it's because they have that higher vibration, they can work with more of us at once. Are they chosen to be angels? Okay. This lip twitch. Let me get that again. It is the decision made by source to project itself as an angel. It is, it is a decision made by source to project itself as you for the experience. And it is such joy for source to interact as you interacting with angels. Ah, oh, I love that. What's part three of that question, Lynette? Well, part three is just something that comes to my mind. Can, can anyone become an angel in spirit? Ah, uh, the guides just showed me this. You have it a little backwards that, that human beings, the angel lineage. Ah, they're showing me that all of humanity is working to ascend to the point where there's another whole reality of beings as a, as a species, we ascend beyond the earthly realm and angels are kind of like the ancestors of another, of, group of beings that were lower at one time. So it's not like one person goes human being, astral realm, angel. So we're all picture lightning bolts, like a fractal, you know, we're all descendants of this one light projections of this one light. And the angelic realm is a whole realm of higher beings who help us here, but not made up of former humans. It's an evolutionary process. My head feels, I mean, it's hard to wrap the head around that, but my heart understands it. I hope that resonates with all of you. It does. I'm going to answer this call. Greetings. I didn't even see where you're calling from, but say hello and I'll know if I've got you on the phone. 
Yes, you're on the air. What's your first name? My name is Summer. Summer, where are you calling from? Uh, I'm calling from Los Angeles. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, welcome to the show. How can we help you? Um, so my mother, my, my stepmother passed away a couple months ago and, um, I have an issue with her. I kind of feel betrayed by her almost like I never even knew her. Like I thought our relationship was better than it actually was. But then after her passing, I kind of discovered she just did a lot of secretive things behind me and I'm trying to work on forgiveness with her and, you know, just taking the positive things out of our relationship and, and, and keeping that and letting go of all the other things. But um, I'm just wondering if, you know, she maybe feels anything on the other side. Oh, man, I can tell you just from experience, not tuning into her right now, souls just see and feel the effects of how they were. She is aware of everything. Trust me on that. So I would like you to do your best to connect with her soul to soul and even if you have to imagine it, imagine her giving you her apology now. The forgiveness part is challenging, but we talked about this earlier. It's cutting that cord that's holding you prisoner to her. Hold on to the good memories, but try to establish a new relationship with her moving forward. This is a real opportunity for you to focus on the positives and notice how the mind will try so hard to take you to the negative and just make a choice moving forward. How do I wish to have a relationship with her now? Because going to the past will hold you prisoner to the story, the summer story, right? And we <laughs> want to learn to have a relationship with ourselves, our higher self, the soul, and see each other that way. That's how she sees you now. And I trust that were I to do a reading, she would come in with my apology symbol, the head hanging down, because we see the light when we cross and want to make amends. Okay? Thank you. You're so welcome. Good. Bye. Yep. There we go. Good question. Uh-oh. What happened there? Got a pop-up here. All righty. How are we doing? Let's take just a couple more from you and uh, Bev and Lynette there. Let's see. Where you take me? Okay, back to pets. Um, there's there's some misunderstanding because of that split screen um, illustration that that our pets are clinging to us and not having you know freedom and fun and flying free on the other side. And um, someone asking about well, what about pets in a shelter? that what when they they pass and they don't have a family yeah it's a so. shame we worry about things so much once you get the soul's perspective you just trust that the soul is always fine so the split screen is is let me give you an analogy of a woman i know dear woman named nancy rhines who had a near-death experience she was experiencing the accident that caused her to cross the veil and she was watching it from above at the same time. This is what I mean by split screen. That's a, a kind of a less than positive example. My dear friend, Brenda, our friend, we all know her across the veil has showed us that she drops in on multiple friends at once while here. That's what I mean by split screen. There's total awareness within each screen. It's not like we bounce back and forth. So the pets are not held 
prisoner held back here. They're with you because they want to be. Every night when we go to bed, Ty and I say goodnight to all four of our dogs, even though only two of them are present and physical. We know the other two are right there on the bed with us. It gets a little crowded. We acknowledge that and we know that they're there by choice, yet they're probably rollicking, frolicking around in the, uh, what do they call it? Across the rainbow bridge at the same time. Now, what about dogs in shelters? Oh, I was just shown a shepherd in a field of beautiful flowers that no soul is ever crossing alone. And I just hear great joy and barking and whatever cats do, meowing happily, <laughs> purring. But just it's that feeling of love that is unmistakable to the soul. Okay. Don't worry about them. All right. Lynette, one more and we'll wrap it up yes. here. Since we create our own reality and we have a life plan that we make before we come here, how does prayer fit in? How does prayer fit in since we create our own reality and we have a life plan before we cross over? Before we come here, we have before a life plan. Come, how does prayer fit in before we come here? Yes. Is there? No, I'm sorry. I, I think I wasn't clear. Yeah. Since we create our own reality and we have a life plan that we make before we come here, how does prayer fit in? I'm yeah. very, like, why pray? The plan why pray? Because you have a team of helpers across the veil. We have this, this ritual every day before we, we get underway in our RV when we're on tour. Angels, please protect people, pets, and property. And we, we, we are divinely protected. We trust the flow. But it's beautiful to acknowledge your team of helpers. It's uh, trust that the greatest good is going to be served. But acknowledging I'm going to ask for your help and that keeps you aware of the help that's available. Now, if you have a life plan, hopefully your team across the veil will help keep you on track just by putting thoughts in your head. But prayer is another way of connecting and saying, am I on track? It doesn't feel like it. Show me what my next choice is. Ultimately you make all of your choices if you get off track from choices that aren't aligned with that path, pray and ask to be guided even more. There's a big difference, two different kinds of prayer. We've talked about this before, affirmative prayer and supplicative prayer. Help me with this, guide me with this. That's supplicative. It means asking for help. Affirmative is I affirm that all is well and I affirm that I have his assistance from the higher realms. The guides just made me so dizzy. They said, would you ask us, please? <laughs> absolutely, I've been going on and on with what, what, what I feel in my heart, but what do you want to say? Oh. They, they just made this motion like this. We receive, feel, hear all prayers. The connection is real. Speak to us in any way supplicative or affirmative and we will do our best to assist you to stay on your life's path as long as there are not lessons that will help you in your soul's evolution yeah okay so they won't deliberately allow you to stray too far but if there's going to be great learning that comes from that 
they'll allow you to stumble sometimes. Unfortunately, that's how humans learn best, isn't it? By trial and error. So pray with me. What is it I always pray, girls? May my lessons be as painless as possible. That's That's it. May my lessons be as painless as possible. Oh, my gosh. So, no, prayer is a beautiful thing. Yeah. Well, I think, wow, look, almost an hour. Thank you all for joining us. Look at that. Lots of people. I hope you've enjoyed the energy, gotten some insights on how you can tap in to your own team across the veil to source itself because every one of us is like this. I love this. <laughs> this my disco ball, right? Let me just zoom in here for a second. There's one light at the center of here and it's projecting its awareness out through all these lenses. And every one of us is a unique lens through which God, source, the divine experiences this human reality right here, right now. So there's no way we're all going to agree with each other because we all see the world through different lenses, different angles. And yet when you dissolve back into the center, we are all this one light. Come to know that light and feel the joy that we've hoped to have handed to you on a platter today. Y'all want to say bye-bye? Bye-bye, everybody. Great, great energy. Yeah, thank you all for bringing it to us. We love feeling your love coming back at us. I'm sorry we only got a few phone calls through, but uh, appreciate your being part of this community. We'll be back uh, September 20th with Michael Sandler. So we thank you. We love you. Go out and have a beautiful rest of the day. Yes. Do you want to deepen your connection to the divine, speed up your progress on the spiritual path, then tune in to the Spirit Matters podcast. I'm the host, Philip Goldberg, and I interview experts with wisdom, insight, and practical guidance for every seeker of truth. Spirit Matters on the mindbodyspirit.fm network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.